You are entering another classroom, one so strange and unfamiliar it is scarcely recognizable as reality. Your next stop ahead, the Oddity Film Society. are still strange and unfamiliar hopefully getting better soon though but in the meantime you still got us to listen to this week we watched noah Baumbach's francis ha i'm thomas i'm sydney i'm cameron i'm bev jack i'm grayson i'm anderson um, and we might have to cut this short because Cameron has to go to the gym. Um, she's she's going to tell us what she does for her uh, exercise routine. Do you, do you start with some like some stretches, or do you go straight for the heavy weights? Um, I go straight for the treadmill. Straight for the treadmill. Okay. Have you ever fallen off the treadmill? I haven't, but I did when I well, like not at the gym, but when I was younger, I did. Okay. Um, I'd like to point out for anybody who can't see us, um, Cameron seemed to flex her biceps when she mentioned hopping on the treadmill. I think you're doing it weird. <laughs> <laughs> did I actually? <laughs> yeah, you kind of, you did, you did one of these things. It's, it's all, it's all uh, exercise related. Yeah, sure. Well, that explains her, her very imposing upper body. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I hope I was intimidated. Um, okay. So, uh, is, are there any news items that anybody would like to mention? I don't have any. No. Uh, this I isn't. Really, I guess I have kind of something. Okay. This isn't really movie related, but I think it's something that Mr. Anderson and I guess maybe other people. May, may find interesting but there's and it wouldn't be an oddity film society podcast if we didn't bring up kurt russell and his beard and hair so there's going to be an rj mccready action figure <laughs> from the thing <laughs> which i just found out that uh, a company called NECA was making last night and i was very happy have they have, have they released any images yeah, there's, I think, yeah, they have, if you look up NECA, the thing, you'd be able to find it. I am looking it up right now. Did they use real human hair for his beard? No, it's it's all sculpted plastic. Pla- whoa, plastic. Uh, if I'm looking at the one that they're releasing, it looks pretty bad. Is it like the? Is it like a back of the box write up? Is there like a little write up on the? Thing? Uh, I will share my screen with you. Okay. Is this is this riveting for everyone else? <laughs> so this is this is what I found. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah, his face sculpt. Actually, his hair. It, no, that's wrong. 
His sombrero I, yeah, looks okay. I, I think it might be a prototype. I'm hoping it's a prototype because the face does look a little off. Yeah. But, you know. Is he going to come with, uh, like, a, a, a working flamethrower? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if he comes with a flamethrower or not. <sighs> mm. I, I, I hope so. It doesn't say on the box, but I am... I feel like that's kind of a quintessential thing, so I'm hoping that's just a prototype because it looks like there's a couple things that are not quite right about it. Or, but if that's what it is, you know, I'll I'll take what I can get because it's something I've wanted for a while from that company. So their prices are usually pretty good. Um, yeah, Sydney's a a, a new uh, contributor, and uh, this is pretty much what we do. Sydney, we just. Um, have no script and go off topic and talk about absolutely nothing that anyone would care about. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, so, I don't have a ton of news. The only thing that really struck me as worth talking about, um, the Duplass brothers are producing a documentary on Bigfoot. The trailer looks really promising. Um, the Duplass brothers do some, some kind of neat lower budget they got picked up by netflix to do a bunch of things so they did um the two creep movies um and then um safety not guaranteed was another movie that they did um i'm not excited about their films but this documentary looks kind of interesting and then um because we can't talk enough about crappy superhero movies uh the black widow movie apparently is going to be released uh in june yeah, it's June on Disney Plus, I think, with Premier Access. Yes. Okay, um, I heard of... They make that Premier Access way too expensive. I was just gonna speaking about that. I was just gonna say, what do you guys think about Premier Access? I don't like it. It's more expensive than a movie ticket. Yeah. Like, I get that they probably make some amount of money for it being like thirty-five bucks, but like. Imagine if they made it like two bucks. Like it would add up. Like so many people. More people would not. Or like maybe, but like if they made it cheaper, I feel like more people would go for that. Two bucks seems too cheap. I maybe, think. maybe yeah, it's a little cheap, but like I guess like as an example, like ten bucks or something. Mm -hmm. What is the, the most that you would pay to watch a movie at home that you have some interest in seeing? $15. Well, 15 Yeah. Yeah. 20 20 I, I do guess feel it depends like... depends on what it is. Well, yeah. Like, if it's I feel like... Like, I, like, I feel like I would want to pay for the Black Widow thing just because it's more... It's a new Marvel, you know thing that's gonna continue the story which they're also I, I believe expecting entire families to sit down and watch so $35 for an entire family of say four to go to the movies that's not unrealistic but at the same time we're not going to the movies we're staying at home and yeah. it's like watching TV so it it feels like a lot of money to just watch something on your television. Especially for maybe people like Grayson, who are used to going to a video store and renting a movie for four bucks. 
then there's the exclusive part of being able to watch it as soon as it's released. But I just kind of feel like it's only a matter of time until it'll come out on Disney Plus anyways. So if I wait three months, I'll get it for free. I guess the one thing that would worry me about waiting for something like Black Widow is the possibility of spoilers. Like, having to wait, like, like weekly with, like, WandaVision and now that Falcon and the Winter Soldier started up. Like, there's kind of, like, this, like, you gotta watch it quick so you don't get bombarded by possible the possibility of spoilers online. That From, is like, true. week to week with episode to episode. Yeah. But, like, that's the one thing I would worry about with Black Widow is, like, just the possibility of getting it spoiled. Because I... Th- I've heard rumors that it doesn't... It seems like there might be more to this movie than it's just a prequel. Like I, I think people have pointed out that uh, Black Widow may be holding those little uh, time travel red vial things from Endgame. Okay, did you just spoil it for us? I... I it's, nothing is confirmed, though. So oh, okay, that makes it better. <laughs> The movie hasn't come out. I could be completely wrong, and whoever I heard that from could be completely wrong, too. Yeah, I just think it's really funny that you're concerned about you having the movie spoiled for yourself, but then you just drop this bombshell on all of us. Oh, well, sorry. I I feel bad now. Uh, How many people are excited? I'm very red in the the face now, if you can't tell. (laughs) It's okay. Um... Who's excited about well, the... I apologize if I spoiled that. Too. It's okay. We'll figure out a way for you to make amends. Um, how, what was I going to say? Who's excited about the Black Widow movie? Anyone? I'm excited for it. I just know I won't be able to see it until it comes on DVD. Yeah. Yes. Pardon me? Mom wants what? The chair? Oh, okay. We were just interrupted by my son. Um, sorry. Xander, want to come say hi? He said no. What? Uh, hi, Xander. He's gone. Oh. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm fatigued by superhero movies. Um, I do like the Marvel movies. I think they're fun and they kind of pass the time. Uh, I think that the last few have made me a little more excited about where they might go in the future because it seems like they're taking some risks, especially with WandaVision. Uh, but I don't know. I do like me Scarlett Johansson, though. Yeah, I was going to say that she's Black Widow, right? Because I don't follow the MCU like at all. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'll watch it. I got a little crush on her, so we'll see. Sames. Um <laughs> I do like the idea of a of a female action star as well, and I think it's it's long overdue for Marvel to have a movie that will focus on a. Well, we had Captain Marvel, I guess. But that was terrible. I didn't hate it. It was fine, which I think is the way that I feel about a lot of Marvel movies. They're they're fine. Uh, okay. Uh, so I think that was it for news for me. If anybody has anything else, which it doesn't seem like. Uh, move on to what we watched. Uh, Thomas, do you want to, uh, you want to start us off? We'll go in the same order as our introduction. So we'll do Thomas, Sydney, Cameron, Bev, Jack, Grayson, and then me. 
Thomas is taking out his scroll. Okay. The the three year scroll started in grade ten and it's I'm running out of room actually. Uh, the background's blurred, hold on. On the meeting. Okay. So starting Listeners, getting, Thomas is holding up his uh very lengthy notes. Do you notes. understand that? sense I've, i'm kind of i've kind of been going up so just i know that the stuff at the top is uh is what's most recent <laughs> thomas can i make a request and, and and you don't have to you don't have to um acquiesce to this but uh when you graduate would you want to donate that scroll of movie watching to the school and we could frame it and hang it in the classroom in, in 305? Yeah. Sure. Yeah? If, yeah. Yeah, if I you feel comfortable with it. I, I think I think that's probably a good place for it to go, because I feel like it would just sit in my house after. Okay. The sacred, the sacred texts. <laughs> uh, or we could put it on the dartboard, where Cameron's Student Achievement Award currently resides. No. No? Okay. <laughs> okay, Thomas, what'd you watch? Um, I watched Say Anything with John Cusack. It's a really good movie. I liked it. It's 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 a fun. I'm I'm not like huge on romantic comedies. Like I don't hate them, but like I'm not huge on them. But I really liked this movie. I fell so hard in love with John Cusack when I saw that movie. He's the perfect. Yeah, man. My mom went to a, a screening of it, and then he like came out and did a Q and A. That's a fun little. <laughs> I would have melted. Was it young John Cusack or old John Cusack? Old, like this uh, is not man. that. Long ago. <laughs> that was like last year. <laughs> He's still kind of dreamy. Still a little bit. Yeah. Not as much. Anyways. Um. Yeah, but good movie charming it's it's charming and it's funny it's it's a, it's a good story it's um, uh, when you call it a, a a romantic comedy i think that conjures up like silly kind of feels for me it's like it's funny at times but it's more sweet i think than anything and yeah like i don't if there's any real humor to it i don't think they're really going for jokes i think they're just telling a story it's more... and situational yeah. just like the people mm-hmm. or what like yeah. the people and how they react or what's funny about it because it's it's more like that kind of the other than uh than jokes specifically uh for people who haven't seen it it's the movie that has the iconic scene where john cusack is holding the the radio above his head how did that play Cheesy, cliched. Well, because it was one of those things, like you know, I think that's the poster of it. Like I had known about it for a long time before I had seen the movie, and I was surprised how cut short that scene was. Because I thought there was gonna, from pop culture, I thought there was gonna be more of that, but it just kind of, like the, is it Di- Yeah, Diane, the the girl he's trying to get to talk to him again. Um. Uh, like, she just kind of ignores him, and then it goes on to another scene. Um, 
But I think in a lot of other pop culture stuff, the person usually goes out to, like, the window or whatever, like, in, like, all the parodies and stuff and homages to that. So I was a little... I was like, oh, it didn't uh, really go anywhere. Um, but all, all in all, good movie. Um, also, Pat, uh, Mr. Anderson recommended this one, but Gross Point Blank... Oh, to follow it up? Another Joan Cusack movie. John and Joan Cusack together again. Yeah, again after after Say Anything as well. Sadly, I don't Um, think that his sister gets a job unless he's in the movie. uh, She was in Shameless. Yeah. And she's in in, uh, those Toy Story movies too. That's true. Oh, yeah. Jesse, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you I, think it was a no, spiritual successor? There were some things where I could see like that, but I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think I liked it as much. It, it didn't seem like as good of a movie. Okay. What, what do you think about it? Or if anybody else has thoughts about this stuff. Too. Like, what do you guys think about it? Sydney, you've seen it? Uh, gross point blank and say anything, I have. And? Uh, I like to say anything. I, when I watched it, I wasn't overly into the plot for some reason. I was kind of only half paying attention. But then when I rewatched it, I found I enjoyed it more. But I kind of agree that the, um, the scene with the boombox is a little underwhelming. But it was a cute story. I definitely was invested in the relationship when I was, like, actually paying attention. <laughs> did we read First that... Did we read that essay um, in English class about Say Anything? Uh, yeah, the yeah. one where he's, like, going on and on about John Cusack. Yeah. And Gross Point Blank? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was, it was interesting. I wouldn't say it was, like... A great movie, but I enjoyed myself. I was having fun watching it. Getting in, it was one of those movies where you kind of just like, if you suspend your disbelief, you have a great time. I do think it's fun. There's a really good scene where somebody gets hit with a frying pan. That does it for me all the time. Um, and I like those returning to home stories, where like you learn that you can't go home again. And when he goes to visit his mom and she's in the mental institution, and maybe it's because of my relationship with my mom and her struggles that that kind of struck home. And then when he goes to visit his dad and it's in the graveyard and he just has a bottle of scotch and he just turns it over on his grave, those little sort of uh, emotional elements really resonated with me. Was that him paying respect to his father or...? uh... Kind of, but I don't think he really had a close relationship with his dad. I think it was almost spiteful that his dad was an alcoholic. And here you go. Um, and it does uh, another cute little, like, 7-Eleven thing where he goes to the um, the 7-Eleven and, like, his house used to be there. But that's kind of like the 7-Eleven that he goes to with Diane. Mm. And then there's a, a huge shootout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a great movie, but it's, it's a fun little... It was. I liked hearing a massive attack mm-hmm. being brought up by the radio person. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the band Massive Attack. Uh, 
I actually, for my college audition, I, I did a monologue from Say Anything, which was, um, I guess for those who don't know, I was accepted, so that's, um, yeah, so I, I, I actually did that monologue thing before I saw it, um, before I saw the movie. Well, congratulations. Maybe if we have time, uh, you can do that monologue for us uh, during our recording. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I even remember it anymore. It's, it's been a, a while. But good movie, good monologue. There's, I like how his, he's kind of... I guess what I'm trying to say is like there's some good scenes in there. Like Just the way he kind of quickly ramble talks, I guess. He just says a lot of things at once. Um, I've spent a long time on these first two movies, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a little bit quicker. Um, I've been watching The Last Man on Earth season four, which is a season I haven't seen. Unfortunately, I think. Oh. And we lost Thomas. <laughs> He'll come back. <clears throat> I promise I didn't kick him out. Uh, okay, uh, Sydney, you want to tell us what you've been watching? Um, the other day, uh, my dad got me to watch uh, *The Freshman* with Matthew Boderick, and I haven't seen him in anything other than *Ferris Bueller's Day Off*. So it was actually pretty good. I I like the movie. I like the um like mafia parrot Godfather parody it had. Marlon Brando's in that, right? I think so. Uh, the stuff with the Komodo dragon was really funny. Mm-hmm. I like that it was a real like Komodo dragon. It wasn't like effects or anything. Overall, an enjoyable movie. Would definitely recommend. I've seen it, but I I remember hardly anything about it other than what you just mentioned about like a Godfather kind of thing. And I think Marlon Brando's in it and the lizard. Yeah, he is. Okay. Anything Thomas's, else? Thomas's uh, battery died, but he'll be back soon, he said. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's the most recent thing I've watched. Otherwise, I've just been binging TV on Netflix really lately. Any good shows? Uh, no, I'm rewatching Pretty Little Liars, so okay. nothing good. <laughs> All right. Uh, Miss Furlong. Um. I watched 12 Angry Men for philosophy class. Um, it was good. Um, I always say this when I like say that I watch something for school, but like I can't really focus on the movie. I'm thinking more along like what the assignment attached to it is. Um, so I think I'll like it a lot on a rewatch, but I thought it was a really interesting concept. Um, and other than that, I rewatched Twilight, but only the first three. So Twilight, Twilight, New, New Moon, and then Eclipse. Did you stop because, because you couldn't handle watching anymore? You had reached your threshold? No, I oh. haven't had time. I, <sighs> on the treadmill. Oh, great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> watching Eclipse, so... Um, I re- Breaking Dawn Part 1 and Part 2 are, like, my favorite movies of all time. They were, but not any longer? <laughs> what? They were, but not any longer? No, they are, they are. Oh. Well, like, 
Where, where does Titanic fit in the... Titanic is top tier. Okay. And then there's a few that kind of, like, go around it. But, yeah, other than that, I haven't really been watching anything um, or reading, really. I finished um, the last two Michael Bay books because I read the first five, well, reread them, and then did Harry Potter, and then I finished the last two. And now I'm reading a book called My 25 Years in Province, and it's this old British guy talking about his 25 years in province. Um, and I just bought a Kindle today, and I'm going to start reading Pretty Jackson. How do you feel about a Kindle? I don't... Um, I like it. It's a lot smaller than I thought that it would be, which is good, I think. Um... I don't know. I I like it because when I'm driving back and forth to my lake house, I don't have to like fill up half my suitcase with books anymore. Um, so I like that. It's also waterproof, so I can like read in the pool and in the tub and stuff. So it has its benefits, but we'll see once I keep going and I'll do an update. Also, update. I'm currently beating Mr. Anderson in the letterbox feud. <laughs> How many do you have? I think 20. Hmm. How many do I have? I think you have 19. 19. <laughs> it's a tight race. Do you actually have 19? It says 19. Right there. I don't know if you can see that. Uh, can you see what mine has? Um, just... Sure. You have 22. <gasps> Even better. Okay, I'm going to start making uh, some uh, <clears throat> fake accounts, and then I'm going to follow myself. I've got some more cash on me. I think the email generator out. I'd like to point out that Cameron uh, took another opportunity to uh, to work her lake house into the, uh, the conversation. I hate bringing it up. Oh, sure, sure you do. Yeah. No, that's why I say it with hesitancy. Um, I, I do understand the uh, the appeal of having one little reading device because when I go on vacation, I take like a buttload, like an entire full buttocks full of books, and uh, and it's it's a pain. They're heavy and they take up a lot of space. Yeah. So I do and see the that appeal. Much cheaper. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. So what I, I just bought the first Percy Jackson. It's six ninety nine on the Kindle. And if you were to buy it on Amazon, like, to get it shipped to your house, it's $10 plus shipping. Huh. So you do get... Yeah. I just... I really like a book. I really like holding yeah, a book and, and going through. It's... I don't know. So I've been, I've been reluctantly circling the idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Oh, uh, 12 Angry Men. Do you think that it's... would benefit from a remake? A remake? Yes. Like a, a newer version. Whether it's still in the period or if it's, like, I guess rebooted or, or reset in today. Well, okay, so I was thinking about it right after we watched it. A cool, like, thing that we could do for film club is do it, like, we remake it as 12 stressed students and oh. it's students working on a group project. I thought that was a really cool idea. 
I like um, it. And you can like make it really modern and stuff. Okay. So but, I guess your um, your answer is yes. For us, but like for if it was like a like an actual like cinematic piece, I don't know. I feel like somebody that would want to do it or would do it okay would be like Scorsese because he still has that old style and could probably hold on to like the charm of it a bit more. But I don't know. That's a good question. Unless it was like, I'm going to say no, unless it was like, um, like a, like a, oh, what's it called? Parody kind of thing. Okay. Like a goofy yeah okay who directed whiplash because i think he could do something damien chazelle i think he might do something okay with it because he he handles simple narrative Mm -hmm. well but but infuses it with a lot of tension which i think would work because there's not a lot going on really in 12 angry men uh but it's tense and to, to heighten that, to highlight that, given that there's not really a lot going on. Yeah, without that, the movie would be nothing, really, uh, so. Yeah. I like your idea of doing a uh, 12 Angry Students. I think that's, yeah. Remember that for next year, when we can actually like be in the same room with each other. Yeah, I will. Okay. Uh, Thomas put his hand up. What's up? Uh, you're muted, Thomas. Chazelle reboot of uh, a remake of 12 Angry Men, would it just be uh, 10 J.K. Simmons, like, yelling at each other? <laughs> that for, would like, be a whole experience. For, like, an hour and a half. <laughs> that could be a COVID movie where you just have J.K. Simmons doing 12 different parts, recording <laughs> himself, yeah. Or, or would it just be, like, 10 of the exact same J.K. Simmons? <laughs> Maybe. Um, and like he plays J.K. Simmons, like he's he's playing himself. I haven't seen Twelve Angry Men. Is it good? I, I my battery died. So That's I okay. kind of missed the last little couple minutes. Is Sydney, it, is it a good movie? Cameron, was it a good movie? Um, in my book, I rated it an eight out of ten. So do with that as you will. It's also like one of my best friend's favorite movies. So, again, do with that as you will. I think it's an acquired taste. <laughs> okay. What's it about? Twelve Angry Men. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bunch of J.K. Simmons getting angry at each other. It's, it's, it's um, jury duty. And so, oh, okay. like, one of the jurors thinks that the guy's not guilty, and the rest think that he's guilty, and then it's like... I'm not going to spoil it, but... <laughs> it sounds like a good movie. I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Beverly? Um, I haven't had a lot of time to watch stuff. I've been busy with homework and crying. So oh. the only thing I got to watch was, unfortunately, Call Me By Your Name. Oh. And it scarred me. <laughs> um... It, the infamous scene with the apricot went a lot farther than anyone had warned me about. So, 
that movie with a burning passion. I know I it's like a lot it. of people's favorite, but like I can't stand it. <laughs> Is it worth watching just watch to experience it, it or no? Stay away from it? Stay okay. away from it. Don't. Okay. Don't. <laughs> okay. Um, do, uh, do we need to counsel you for the, uh, for the crying that you've been doing? No, I've had lots of people or underestimate how okay. long something's going to take. Uh, somebody has some sort of broadcast that's coming through. I don't know if they can mute or... Okay. I, I started to hear that and I was like... I know, I thought that was that feedback? Somebody talking, but I was like, what's going on? Okay. Well, Beverly, I'm happy that you're doing all right. Uh, Jackson. Yes. What have you been entertaining yourself with? Mm, I've been watching so much recent, too much recently. But uh, they uh, just yesterday I was on Netflix and they had just added a uh, Detective Pikachu yesterday, <laughs> and I hadn't seen it before. Okay. It was like oh, so I decided that I needed a fun movie to watch. So that's what I watched last night. I heard it was pretty good. And it was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, Grayson. Uh, I've been watching as much as I can. Um, but recently I've watched The Godfather and Scarface with both, uh, Al... Is it Al Pacino? Is Al Pacino? Al Pacino. Yeah, um, Scarface was not what I was expecting. What were you expecting from a movie called Scarface? <laughs> well, I, I knew it was going to involve, like, uh, uh, drugs and stuff, but I didn't expect it to be as heavy as it was, because I had just only heard of, like, the iconic lines and stuff from it. It's an interesting chainsaw in a shower scene. Yeah, that yeah. was Emily's Christmas movie two years ago. That was what? That was we we watched my family watched that for Christmas two years ago. Oh, okay. It's just a because of all the because of all the the white powder. Oh yeah, that's ex that's exactly <laughs> where our train of thought was. <laughs> and then, I guess the Godfather. Uh, I kind of I liked it. It was kind of like it was interesting because. Uh, they, they run everything, but yet it's not like they tell you a lot. You have to, like, figure it out as you go. I do like The Godfather quite a bit. It, uh, it's one of those really leisurely kind of watches that it just sort of envelops you. It takes a long time, and you just sort of, like, luxuriate in it. Yeah. I still I... haven't finished that. How far did you get? I... Um... I, the, I, okay, so I watched, like, I would say, like, a good halfway through. Okay. And I just, I don't know, I guess I just thought it was too long, yet Titanic is almost four hours, so I just don't see where my brain is, but 
I don't know. I liked it, but I don't know why I didn't finish it. I should go back and finish it that, though. It's a pretty different movie than Titanic, and it also doesn't have dreamy DiCaprio. True. Al Pacino. He's not a, a bad-looking guy, but he's no he's no Leo. No, he's not. Um... I don't know if this will uh, spurn you to to go and watch it. However, and this might also set up really inappropriate expectations. It has maybe the best conclusion of a movie ever. Oh, really? It has a, a really. I don't. It's not quite a montage, but um, a series of of shots that are tied together, and it's it's pretty great. Isn't there three parts to it though? To the Godfather. Yeah. Yeah, so there's the first one. The second one's my favorite, actually. Um, and I think it's because they, they layer two stories at one time. And so you have this story... Um, I think it's of Don Corleone's dad in Italy. And then we have um, the Al Pacino character. And so we have... And um, uh, Don Corleone's... Dad's played by Pacino or De Niro, sorry. So you've got this De Niro story taking place like forty years before, or longer, and then you have the current Pacino story happening, and they they kind of layer nicely. So it gives you it's it's the same length, but you have these two narratives instead of a single one that you're following. So it makes it feel a little more diverse. And Pacino's performance is outrageous in the mm-hmm. sequel, but the end of the first one is brilliant. And the, the third one, a lot of people hate it. It's not great, but um, I think you can pretty much skip it. Mm. Sorry. Sorry, Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Which uh, one did you like more, Scarface or The Godfather? Definitely The Godfather. Oh. Yeah, I think I'd have to agree with you on that. I, f- I feel like Scarface, it was like good to see it. At least once. Maybe I'll watch it sometime in the future again, but I'm, it's not going to be like a reoccurring movie I'd watch all the time. My brother's room is just posters of Scarface and pictures of Al Pacino. Oh, yeah? Is that his favorite movie? I don't know. He's He likes those like, like uncut gem, good time Scarface movies, you know? Okay. <laughs> As so- if it's its own genre. <laughs> Depressing and horrible, watching horrible people do horrible things. That's what he likes. Yeah, okay. basically. Oh, and Toy Story. He has a Toy oh. Story poster too. So, <laughs> <laughs> juxtaposition, if you will. So he's well rounded. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I watched uh, recently. Wait. Yeah. Sorry. Grayson, was that all you watched? Uh, I, I've watched a lot of stuff, but uh, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, two things I'll mention I watched Palm Springs Uh, it's a little kind of romantic comedy Um, it was released on um, Prime Uh, it's it's directed by Max Barbacow and uh, it was kind of fun it has Andy Samberg in it Um, J.K. Simmons makes an appearance um, as well, and some other people. It's a time loop kind of movie, and it adds a, an interesting kind of wrinkle into the, the time loop genre, so it was all right. Definitely not great. And then I watched a movie called 
iOrigins, and it uh, it follows a scientist who's trying to do research on retinas, and he is attempting to discover uh, some elements of how we evolved and looking at um, organisms that don't have eyes and then seeing how they they developed sort of over time and then that moves on to um, him discovering someone, uh, a young girl who has the eyes of somebody that he had researched previously who passed away and so then he's He's wondering about, is this evidence of reincarnation? Is the, the soul represented in the eye? And it was all right, uh, directed by Mike Cahill. Um, I didn't love it, but it was uh, a kind of slow burn. One of those movies that presents itself as, as a scientific discovery movie and then starts investigating more metaphysical elements of how we fit into the world. Uh, so it was neat. The end of the movie was incre in incredibly unsatisfying in a not fun way. Um, so it, it just, it kind of just stopped. So they're telling this story and it's like one of those things where they're investigating something and, and it's like, could it prove the existence of um, reincarnation or God exists or there are aliens in the universe, but then it just stops before you get any sort of answer and it's very non-committal. But the, the journey there was kind of neat. So, those are a couple things I watched. Also Tombstone, but that's okay. Kurt Russell has a great mustache. So, uh, can we get into our review of Francis Ha? Thomas? Um, I, again, I missed a little bit. Um, did, did we get to Sydney and Jack? Yeah. Okay, um... Would I be able to, or maybe I just forgot. I think Jack was closer to the beginning, wasn't he? Or was he while I was... Jack was after Beverly. Okay, yeah, I think I missed a, a couple people then. Um, would I be able to finish off my list? Sure. Um, I think I left off at Last Man on Earth Season 4. It's pretty good. I think it gets canceled after that, so there's probably not going to be a good, very good conclusion to this show, which is kind of a shame. I have three more episodes left, but it's nice to uh, have gotten to a season that I haven't seen before because I'd seen the first three. So it's it's fun to. It's a good show. It's it's a fun show. Um, I also this was a little while ago, um, but I watched Frankenstein, 1931. Pretty good. It's it's all right. Um, I think Fritz Lang is is pretty good in it as a. I think I think the character's name in the movie is actually Fritz, but he's like the Igor character. Um, but yeah, no, that's a pretty good one too. Um, Francis Ha for her second time. I watched that last night, and I also watched Tombstone, um, which is. All right, I didn't really like it though. I I remember when I watched it as uh, as a youth um, before time had passed me by and most of the life has been sucked out of me. Um, and I, I recall liking it a lot. And then my rewatch, it seemed really dated. But um, oh, uh, Val Kilmer, I think, is 
fantastic in it and yeah he's he's probably the best part for me i think just that weird or just like the maybe not weird but like just like that kind of like like that slow drawl he has yeah and just like very kind of intense like this quiet intenseness (laughs) to him and he's always sweating he's always drunk and sweaty um but and he's kind of it's almost on the verge of being ludicrous the way that he's playing it it's almost like he's hamming it up but yeah there's a lot of bravado sorry there's a lot of bravado and it just it's a fun over-the-top performance and i feel bad that i don't think that he really had the career that he could have I feel like, yeah, there's definitely some pretty hammy performances in there. Like, like there's a scene when uh, Kurt Russell is just, like, he's just shooting all these people, and he's just, like, saying no over and over again, and he's getting, like, progressively, like, angrier and angrier as he says it. Mm-hmm. That felt, like, silly over the top. <laughs> the cast is crazy in it, though. Um, Val Kilmer, Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton, Powers Booth. Powers Booth is really good in it, too. Michael Bean. He doesn't even look like himself. He's the original leader of the Cowboys. Oh, in the red shirt? Yeah. Okay. What what else has he been in? Because the name is familiar. Uh, Google it. Sorry? Google it. Because Cameron's got to go work out. Um, he, he's, he's got a pretty long career, um, but uh, he was very different in that. And I think as a villain, he was kind of fun. He's like one of those bad guys who really, really enjoys being a horrible person. Yeah. And he was fun to watch. Um, Michael he, Behan was, uh, was pretty rough, and I thought a lot of him making his eyes really wide to look intimidating. Again, he was another one where it was like, it was, like I kind of enjoyed his performance when he got hammy because he's like i want your blood and your soul like i thought that was kind of like again it's, it's over the top but i kind of wish the whole movie was maybe more like just over the top just like a fun cowboy movie but it seemed too drawn out slow boring to me at least like, i would have preferred just like like a, a more traditional cowboy movie or like an over the top hammed up all the way cowboy movie. Yeah. Okay. I I think I recognize Powers Booth. Is, is he in that Sin City movie or something? I, I think I recognize him now. Okay. Seeing him with a mustache. Yeah, he, he doesn't usually have the mustache. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are we good to move on to Francis Hall? Okay. How long do you have, Cameron? Uh... 25 minutes. Okay, perfect. That's a good amount of time. Okay, uh, so Francis Ha, uh, directed by Noah Baumbach. Um, or how do you say it, Cameron? Noah Baumbach. Okay. Um, and starring Greta Gerwig almost exclusively, maybe? That's maybe not uh, respectful to the other actors. Uh, Mickey Summer, Adam Driver, a bunch of other people make seemingly... Uh, cameo appearances and the plot according to the internet movie database is a New York woman who doesn't really have an apartment apprentices for a dance company though she's not really a dancer and throws herself headlong into her dreams even as the possibility of realizing them dwindles what do you guys think of Francis Ha? 
I really enjoyed it. Same. Have an A1 day, listener. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Uh, anyone else? I like the, uh, the choice of putting it in like black and white. That was an interesting choice. Um, it it yeah. didn't need to, for sure. This watching of Francis Ha, uh, for me, was kind of the experience that I wished I had the first time. Um, it's my second time. I watched it quite a while ago. And the first time I watched it, um, I, I it was one of those movies where I wanted it to kind of touch me in a in an intimate sort of way, and, and for whatever reason, it didn't really get there. I kind of liked it, it was okay, I felt like I got to hang out with some people, but this time, I I fell in love with the movie, and I fell in love with the Francis Ha character. When it was over, it was like, uh, I, I want to call her, I want to have her over for coffee. Um, and it, it was, it, it seemed for the type of film that it was, I don't know, like almost perfect. It felt very real. Like it didn't feel like there was any anyone in it who was unrealistic. I'm happy you said that because I thought it too, but it was real in a way that as actors it doesn't seem natural. It's like watching people being filmed, but watching real people being filmed and it's like they're not posturing for the camera, they're not trying to present themselves in any sort of way. It's like watching watching real people, not actors acting natural so there's I like think a that... oh sorry no i was just gonna say that there's a, a a level of uncomfortableness i think to most people if you were to set up a camera in a room and people weren't to know it and you capture them talking they don't sound like people do in movies our conversations aren't scripted and and neat I think we all kind of feel like we're just sort of stumbling through things, and and a lot of the actors sort of felt like that, like they're, yeah, they're they're finding their words as they're saying it, and they're saying things, and it's not nearly as cool as it could be, and people say things that are embarrassing and uncomfortable, and all of that adds to I the verisimilitude, the the real feeling of it. I think a a good example of that is, wow. Uh, when she's offering to pay for the bill, and she's and she's like, yes, no, and and uh, Adam Driver is like, oh, okay, and it's just this kind of it feels like such a real dialogue between the two of them because it's just kind of it just it feels like something you would say like you would say you're trying to pay for this bill and you're trying to you know pay for this other person's meal but you're. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I think I get what you mean. <laughs> I think it's it's kind of like watching improv happen. Yeah. Yeah. But without the expectation that it's going to be funny. Yeah, I agree. I think the, the there's a scene on they're on like the subway, and then I felt like really uncomfortable watching it. Like I don't even know. Like, I like how it was, like, su supposed to be, like, natural, and we always asked for that in movies to make, like, them more realistic and stuff like that, but I felt like it was maybe trying too hard. Oh. Like, holding on a scene that was maybe 
didn't need to be held on to kind of thing. I know that could be a a, a personal uh, opinion, but overall, I, I like I love the movie, so I'm not gonna nothing over, overshadowed that. I genuinely forgot that Adam Driver was in this. Me too. And I like was startled when the camera went on to him. Because I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, he's just one of those people, you know? But that is a pleasant surprise. <laughs> I wasn't even sure it was him. How can you not be sure that it's I Adam Driver? It didn't, because I think it, he was wearing a hat. And I don't know, it, it just, it, he didn't quite look like Adam Driver. He has such a distinct face. He does. Um, I like I think, was it Grayson? He brought up the black and white? Yeah. What do you think of that choice? I feel like it kind of added to it. Because, like, I feel like if it was in color, there'd be, like, they'd have to, like, make sure, like, they're wearing the right colored clothes for the, like, for the right feel in the in the scene or whatever. But, now it just feels like it. Like, A, one less thing that they had to worry about, but also, like, you can kind of imagine whatever. I feel like it's one of those movies where it's, like, the black and white doesn't add to it, but if it was in color, like, I wouldn't be, like, I wouldn't be, like, opposed to that. Whereas, like, a movie like The Lighthouse needs to be in black and white, because it's, like, a part of the story, but... I don't know. I, I like liked the black and oh. Ah, you go ahead. I liked the black and white uh, aspect of it. It felt like it. It worked with the. It felt like it worked with the story. I I felt like at, when it started, it kind of felt like a, a student film. Mm-hmm. It was almost like, and I was like, well, they also like travel around to many different places, but I also thought it was like. Well, maybe it felt like, like, I guess you could plausibly pull this off if you were a student, like, okay, we got to get these shots when we go on this field trip to Paris, and we have this certain amount of time. Like, it feels like something that plausibly could, like, if it's, it doesn't feel like a, a big, overly, it doesn't feel like a huge movie. It feels like something that anybody could really make. Yeah. The critique could be made that the choice to do it in black and white is too arty or too art housey. Mm. Yeah. Is there a purpose for it other than like just trying to be like, ooh, this is an art film? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I don't know. Yeah, like the uh, black and white also kind of sets a mood for the film. It does. Um,. It felt like an art house movie to me. Like, it felt like a student movie, I guess. But it also felt kind of Frenchy, even before they went to France. It felt like a an older piece um, from that kind of cinema. And I'm wondering if that was kind of like a an homage or a reference to a certain kind of film that Baumbach um, appreciates. I also think it works in a way that's kind of nice in that it simplifies everything. Um, the story's very, like, not a lot happens. There's no plot, really. We just sort of go from 
little vignette to vignette with Francis as she's just sort of like stumbling through life. And the black and white kind of reflects that that simpleness of, of storytelling and also I think allows us to focus on Francis and, and the other characters that kind of meander through the film um, without giving us too much to distract us. Um, did it feel like it needed more of a plot? Like she needed to accomplish something or do something? Because there's not really a story there. I think that adds to, like, the idea of who her character is, that her movie doesn't really have a plot and that there's no really groundbreaking thing that happens to her, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It could also add to, like, the realistic part that he may or may not have been shooting for of, like, not everybody has, like, this horrible catastrophe that has this, like, picture-perfect solution to it. But I don't know. I like that and I think, like, tie to... Sorry. I like that tie to the Cameron made about that it's kind of plotless because... She doesn't really know what she's doing. I think that's a, a cool interpretation. Like, she's just kind of figuring out what she's doing as she goes. Kind of like improv, as Mr. Anderson was saying earlier. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Frances' character, just, like, by herself, was satisfying enough that we didn't really need anything, like, amazing to happen to enjoy the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the way it all out i think yeah she's wonderful mm -hmm. I, think. Uh, I love greta gerwig my entire heart so that's ladybird yeah she made ladybird and the little woman remake apparently she had a pretty big role in, in this as well um i think i read somewhere that it was kind of like she co-directed it but she didn't feel confident enough to make it so that was why, like, Bombach kind of did it. So, like, it's kind of like they did it together. Her and Noah Bombach are married. Mm -hmm. So. Are they? Yeah. Um, every time she smiles, I just, I smile. Like, she's, she's infectious. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And she's sweet. And I think her performance was, was really, really quite nice. Um. There are some good musical choices, I think, that go in to it as well. The um, the scene where she's kind of running, dancing down the street, mm. I think, works Real pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does anybody have any favorite scenes? I do. Okay. Well, okay, well, I don't really... It's not a favorite scene, but I really, really love the way that the movie ends with her, like, folding her name in it. And I was like, why is it called Frances Ha? And then I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. Yeah, it was, that was charming. So it was like a really nice kind of like, wow, that's like a really cute movie ending to a really cute movie. <laughs> like, I feel like that's the best way to describe it. But, I like that he, yeah. she could have just like rewrote it, like on the other back, <laughs> smaller, but I like that she just folds it. She said I just threw it. <laughs> and it is that satisfaction of, 
Ah, that's why it's called that. Yeah. Yeah. Other favorite scenes? I'll go again. <laughs> uh, well, maybe I can I can go in between yours. I can buffer your two. Uh, mine's not really a scene. Um, mine's more a uh, I guess a sequence. I really liked the the entire part when she was at the university towards the end. And I, I think we just see her kind of screw up over and over and over again. Not spectacularly, just small little screw-ups with, with people and, and she kind of embarrasses herself. And the movie's almost on the verge of being um, uh, uncomfortable. Well, no, it is uncomfortable, but squirmy for me. Like, I, I almost get to the point where I'm like, oh, like, I feel so bad for this girl and she's always sticking her foot in her mouth and she's always making these kind of... Like, bad decisions, not horrible decisions, but just if she could have done things differently, it would have been nice. And I think that's maybe why I didn't love the movie when I saw it the first time. And watching it the second time, I felt a little bit more comfortable. But when she goes to the school, it's like, it's the first part where things sort of work out not too badly for her. And it's like she finds a, a place to sort of be. And I think my favorite part of all of it... Um, is just a, a small little scene where she's walking down the hall and she sees the girl crying in the hallway and she just sat, sits down opposite her yeah. and she's like, I'm just going to sit here, okay? And, and like, that's it. <laughs> There's no conversation. We don't get to see the girl cry on her shoulder. It's just this sweet person doing this sweet thing. And I, I think that scene kind of speaks to the, the character too. You thought so too, Bev? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> Cameron, what's your other favorite scene? Um, well, I really love Ooh. when I relate to a movie or something like that, you know? So the, like, dinner scene, I guess, I feel like I could totally see myself, like, in her place, like, saying the things that she was and just being so random and then like it's like one of those things where you go home and you're like oh why did I say that like so I just feel like I can relate to that so much so I really like that scene as well the one where she decides she's gonna go to France that one yeah yeah <laughs> and then I'm in France like what am I doing <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about the France stuff like she goes to France just to like sleep and go to cafes yeah, I, I thought that felt yeah. really, really random. She, like, sleeps away half of, like, first day. And that made me feel bad. Like, she doesn't have this money, and she's putting it all on a credit card, and she's going to France. Like, why are you doing these things? Yeah. Okay. Um, should we do uh, a letter grade? Could Unless anybody my... wants to talk about uh, another part what was that thomas um, i could i say some of the things i liked about it yeah i think just like some of the dialogue and all that just like the scenes where it was just like talking and like like it felt like real in a way like i just felt like real people having conversations like i i brought that up a little bit before but like other stuff where i, I think it's 
uh, I think it's when Sophie brings up, like, I didn't leave a casserole dish in the sink for three days, and then Francis just says, what about that time you made a cake? And it doesn't really, you don't really know what happened, but I just think that's funny. It's just like, this time she made a cake, and I'm assuming that she didn't clean up, but it's just this, the di- sorry, the dialogue and delivery of a lot of the stuff is just so real and and funny, but not in a joke way. It's just funny because it's just real people, and it just comes across as comedic or like when she's like I got my thumb I got my ring stuck on my thumb and it's just little things that that go nowhere but it's just these little cute little things that just happen throughout the movie uh, just uh, to put this out there a couple other movies that he's done uh, he did marriage story um, which, uh, it's not, it's, it's pretty good. Um, he also did Squid and the Whale, which I, I recommend for, for people to watch. If you want to watch a, uh, a kind of thoroughly sad family drama, it, uh, it's I pretty s- effective. I saw that on Prime. I, I, I was looking at watching it. It's, it's good. It's strong, but it's, it's uncomfortable. Like, nothing horrible happens. Um, it's not like that, but, uh. You're just watching a family sort of fall apart, just like in Marriage Story, where you're following following a relationship that's just falling apart. Um, interesting thing about Squid and the Whale, uh, Bombach uh, back, Bombach, uh, he he wrote it and then he gave it to Wes Anderson to direct, and Wes Anderson read it and he gave it back and he said, "You have to make this," which is kind of neat, and uh, it's it's his first real movie. Nice. That's a nice little fact. Yeah. So, well, and it was really nice that Wes, Wes Anderson was confident enough and, and kind of saw that this is a personal story. This is this is your story. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to tell your story. I want you to tell your story, which is mm-hmm. pretty sweet. Do you think that Wes Anderson could have did that, though? Like, did that movie? <sighs> he could have. And especially at that time, um, I think the Wes Anderson of today would have a harder time. Um, earlier, Wes Anderson, I think, had more emotion. Um, and we've talked about this, I think, a lot of times where like I, I like watching Wes Anderson movies. They're funny and uncomfortable and beautiful to look at. But there's there's often um, a distance, I think, between what we're watching and and the emotion that could be there. And I think it's, I don't know, it's like watching somebody play with dolls. Like he plays with with sets and actors like they're, they're dolls. Um, and I think that the squid and the whale, as it turned out in the end, uh, works better because it's it's more personal, and that might have been lost in a Wes Anderson movie. And it it probably would have ended up being a little funnier and a little quirkier, which would have taken away the, I think, a lot of the emotional input. Does anybody else have any favorite scenes or little bits that they liked in it? I like when she was running to get cash after she was paying the restaurant, and she like goes everywhere, and then she trips and falls on the way back. It's yeah. just kind of like awkward, just like kind of like fall. It's not like usual, <laughs> yeah. but it's just this kind of like. Whoa. 
I forget a lot of what I, I found funny, but I laughed out loud a few times watching it. But to be honest, I, I don't really recall what they were. I finished it about five minutes before we started this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so everything's fresh in my brain. Okay, what were the funny parts? God, you can't say that. Now I'm blind. <laughs> okay, what were the unfunny parts? Now remember the funny parts. Sheer panic. <laughs> um, there were some funny bits where she was hanging out with the um, Adam Driver and the the other flatmate. Benji. Yeah. Yeah, I liked Benji. Yeah. I also liked how everybody was always like smoking. It came across as maybe like a little bit pretentious, but at the same time, I was like, I love this. Keep doing this. I love that. There's just there's just like shots where like there's like five people in a room and they're just all like smoking cigarettes. In black and white. Yeah, in black and white. Like there was that whole thing where it's like it feels a little pretentious, but I love it that it happened. Okay. Letter grades this time? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, can I lead? Is that okay? Uh, I'm a solid A. Um, maybe I could see myself moving to an A plus eventually. I think it's it's charming. It's simple. I really enjoy stories that just place us in a room with people and, and we just get to kind of watch them and there's no ulterior motive of moving narrative across it's just here are some characters that we get to to know for a, a little snippet of their time and i think there's also something really comforting about it for anybody who feels a little awkward and a little aimless and a little directionless um that we get to see a story kind of like our lives where it's just sort of stuff happening and things will work out okay in the end. So, I loved it. Beverly, what'd you think? Uh, I would also give it an A. I thought, like, overall, like, all the way through it was pretty sweet. And I liked the, like, little scenes where it was, like, a mix of awkward and then it'd be, like, funny. And it just felt very relatable. Nice. Jack. Mm -hmm. I'd give it a, a B plus for me. Okay. How come? Mm. Well, it definitely wasn't my favorite, and but I, it was enjoyable. I like, I like the simplicity of the story. Mm -hmm. it, it, it was nice to watch but it's not like I don't know I don't, I'm not sure if I would uh, rewatch it again or anything Okay. for me it doesn't have it doesn't have a rewatchability factor for me but okay Grayson I'm not sure which letter this would be but I think it's like A or B or like 85% that would be neat. Like yeah. So, I liked it. Uh, it's not like the typical movie I would watch, so I'm not sure. I'd watch it a lot. 
afterwards, but I definitely enjoyed it. That was really well done. Thomas? Um, I really liked this movie. I, I don't know if I would give it an A+, plus, but maybe I would. I think I'm between an A and an A+. Plus. So I, I really liked this. It, it was funny and charming and adorable. I guess a little sad, but I think... I don't know if I really felt all that much like about I don't think I really felt all that sad throughout it um you know like maybe like there's like awkwardness to it too but it's just all together I think it's a really good movie so yeah maybe like A or A plus you know I'll give a I'm not sure. <laughs> it's highly rated on, on for me, so and it's also uh, regardless of which one it is. This is this will be the most uh, movie I've rated highest so far this year out of what we've watched so far. It's, I think it's mostly just been like C's and like C pluses, but so you know, high praise for Francis Ha. Okay, uh, Sydney. Um, I would give it an A minus. Um, I really liked it. I really enjoyed the film. Um, I feel like it's one of those movies I'm gonna like more the more I rewatch it and the more I experience life. So like right now, I think it's an A minus. But as I go on with life, I think it's just gonna get better and better and probably be a higher letter grade in the future. You think you'll come back to it? But for now, I definitely think I'm gonna rewatch it. I, I for me. I feel like it does have watchability. So I definitely think I'll be rewatching it. I'm definitely going to make my sister watch it. So I'll probably be seeing it again soon. But I'm not sure how soon that grade will change. So for now, it's an A minus. For me, it's rewatchable too. Um, it's been many years since I've watched it, but I could see me putting this on once a year, maybe even more. Like just a, just a comfort movie, I think. One of those movies that I put on when, uh, when I just need... I don't know, to feel kind of a hug. Cameron. Oh, I'm I sorry, Cameron. Yeah, it's Cameron. There's a difference. <laughs> I'm giving it an A um, because of how relatable it was, but not in like. A, a typical sense of relatability. Um, again, as we're saying, like, yes, I'll definitely rewatch it. And I think Sydney brought up, like, a good point. Like, throughout stages of my life, I think that it'll get um, better and perhaps more relatable. Hopefully not, like, in the jobless sense, <laughs> but, like, emotionally, I feel like, um, naturally, as we get older, like, we'll feel that way. Um, so, yeah, definitely an A. Love Greta. But, yeah. uh, I should, probably should have said this earlier, um, but typically the movies that I really gravitate towards are the ones that are, are really stylized, where 
you can kind of tell that the the director really painstakingly figured out where the camera needed to go and how it needed to move and sound design and the the score and the soundtrack and all of those things and this movie is i think the opposite of that like it's or at least it it seems very natural and like it wasn't heavily planned um and i think it's it's really neat that it it kind of is the antithesis of, of the movies that I often really, really do love, and, and I still like it, too, a lot, a ton. And it's a nice change of pace for our film club, too. It's been a while since we've watched some not horrible. I would, yeah, I would definitely, I can't even think of, have we ever, like, not even just, like, this year, but, like, yeah. in the past however many years, have we watched anything that's... Oh. Eternal Sunshine. Oh, I, yeah. I feel like that's like the closest that we've gotten yeah. to being lighter. And maybe, maybe you could say Jojo Rabbit. Oh, true. I forgot we watched that. In some yeah. aspects, in some aspects, Jojo Rabbit. Um, yeah, but a lot of it has just been like <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> Get your Oddity Film Society forms, because we're watching some pretty horrible stuff. <laughs> now I'm questioning my choices. No, no, I, no. Don't, I don't mean horrible as in, like, bad movies, but just... And I, I'd like to say, there's a lot of movies I probably would not have watched if it wasn't for this club, and I... I yeah. That's a good thing. Okay, I think Cameron's telling us that uh, she's got to go. So, um... Is there anything that anybody would like to add before we uh, dial out? Uh, next movie possibilities. Oh yeah. Um. Big trouble in Little China. <laughs> I'm I'm afraid that people are going to really not enjoy Big Trouble in Little China, so I'm reluctant. Um, and it is um, near and dear to my heart. I know, but I love that movie so much, and Kurt Russell and. I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm in a, an emotional place where I can have people not like that movie. Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I picked this one and I was hoping you would like it and you did. I did. Take a risk, Anderson. Uh, does anybody have any suggestions? Anything they've seen recently? I will forever bring up that we need to watch The Lighthouse for... Okay. I was just going to say that, maybe The Lighthouse. Is that just on Prime? Just an excuse to talk about... What's that? Is that on Prime? Yeah. Okay. I just want an excuse to talk about Robert Pattinson on this podcast. Oh, okay. I uh, support this idea. <laughs> yes, thank you. And, and, his, and his big mustache. Maybe mm -hmm. we should just watch the I entire... Should we watch the entire Twilight series? Yes. Can we? <laughs> no. Yes. No. No. <laughs> You just got my hopes set so high. Um, I thought that sounded great. Okay, idea. lighthouse recommendation. Um, we talked about sorry for bothering you a couple times. Oh, the host. The host. That's on Netflix, right? I I don't know, but I'd like to watch something foreign. We haven't done that yet this year, at least. Well, Parasite. Yeah. We can go back. I, I really want to revisit I, Parasite. I would, watch, I would watch Parasite again, but I prefer to watch 
the host before Parasite again. Okay. But I wouldn't I wouldn't complain about Parasite because I've been wanting to watch that again, and I'd like to watch that with uh, with my dad. I've, we've been planning on watching that for a while, and this would give us a an excuse, and I wouldn't mind seeing it again. But I would, I'd say, like to see the host before that. But okay, I'll I'll put together a little list. If anybody has any recommendations, let us know. Cameron's got to go, and uh, so maybe we can say goodbye all together. Um, so thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining us. Have I think I said enjoying us. I I meant joining us. Sorry. <laughs> Thomas, do it again. Okay. Have an A1 day, listeners. Bye, kids.